Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is a wrestling podcast. That's right, it's getting over. And we're talking pay-per-views, as we like to do. Yep, it's Elimination Chamber. We've got um, results from the Royal Rumble. And yeah, predictions for Elimination Chamber. So uh, so that's that's going to be that. Uh, if you're a YouTube watcher, well, we've got something a little special for you. Yes, we've got a special intro video. So check that out in a moment. Uh, and while you're checking out, just uh, just make sure you are a subscriber, because they're the cool kids. You can also subscribe on audio by going to SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, so yeah, you could do that as well. So here we go. This is CookieCast getting over. Ghost you, take it away. Hello, hello, hello. We're all here again. Uh, thanks for joining us. As you can maybe see on the YouTubes right now, uh, I'm joined this evening by Andy Cook. Hello. Oh, mate. Oh, I need my... I mean, need my jewellery. Sorry. Oh, I, I, I feel like I've sold him short already. I'm going to say the master of the hardware, Mr. Mr. Andrew Cook. Mr. Paul Williams. Hello. And Mr. Matthew Moore. And obviously, me. She wouldn't see. Um, you've probably guessed by now, by the title, and the fact that you've tuned in, it's time for some getting over. Um, also, you might have heard we, our little friend on the beginning of the podcast this time around, so massive thank you to uh, to, to Dan Housen for the introduction. Um, if you've not seen any of his stuff yet, go check him out. Well worth it. Um, so, as it has been lauded in front of us right now, Let's start, as always, with the uh, Getting Over Predictions Championship. So, regular listeners will remember that Andy is the current holder. If you didn't, he's, 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 yeah, just just watch the video. <laughs> um, and he, he tightened his grasp on that gold last time out with the first ever perfect card on the predictions from the TLC pay-per-view. Now, Royal Rumble kind of poses a, an entirely different challenge for that perfect card scoring. Um, but could it be done? Uh, no, is the answer to that question. No. Not by anybody that uh, that was on the podcast last time. And um, again, special shout out to Sarah. Um, she didn't win the title, I'll tell you that bit now, but she was the only one to actually correctly guess uh, or predict. I'll, I'll say guess, because you know, let's face it, it was. The... Um, the winner of one of the two Rumble matches. So, well done for that. We do have a new guest predictor this episode, so stay tuned for that. A bit more on that to come later on. Um, but, in reverse order, from the scores this time around, unfortunately, bottom of the pile this time around was Mr. Matthew Moore. With just the one point. Um, if you're interested, Matt, if you if you remember, that was from Roman Reigns within the uh, the Universal Title Last Man Standing match against KO. Um, Sarah was next up with four points. Um, 
pulling out Christian as well as a surprise entrant. She yeah, uh, that she, was inspired. She did all right with that. Um, reading them dirt sheets. <laughs> she's been reading. She's been reading them more than I have then, because I, uh, I got, I got Rollins, but I'm still. I mean, that was pretty much nailed on, wasn't it, really? But um, so yeah. So next, and I'm guessing third or second, depending on how we're going to do this, was Mister Paul Williams with oh. five points. So the eagle-eared may have just picked up a slight spoiler amongst that. And we do have a tie for first place this time around. So Andy still has, for the time being, one hand on that title. But for a change, so do I. Um, I had preempted this, and I did contact Mr. Moore on the sly yesterday without any comeback. He, he hasn't told me what this is whatsoever. As an impartial adjudicator, Matt was uh, looking at preparing a tiebreak question for no. us. I'll never get um, a break. So, have you have you managed to garner a question, Mister Moore? I have. Oh. I am. I will say at this point, if it is ridiculously hard on me, I feel like it's going to be payback from that um, the SummerSlam TLC question that I fucked up the other month. But oh yeah. <laughs> we shall see. I should have been a dick about it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just send the answers to Andy. <laughs> yes, you should have. <laughs> Sorry, just um, just just checking, checking email. All right, so, um, so is it is is it kind of ever ever since he ever ever since ever since he took the money in the bank contract case from Otis, um, Miz has been teasing cashing in the contract. Um, obviously, he's won it one time before. So, how many days in total has he held the money in the bank contract over both times that he's had it? Oh, man. Oh, that is a stupendously good question. Oh, my God. Well done, Mr. Moore. Well, <sighs> if, uh, we'll give them... Um, Champions, was it champions? Uh, fate, like advantage. So you can choose. You can choose to champions advantage. You can go decide if you want to go first or second, Andy. I'm absolutely going second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is no question. <laughs> so how many? How many days has he had it over the two times that he's had the? Uh, um, hang on. You see, YouTube listeners will be seeing all of the mathematical skills of my counting on my fingers yeah. right now. Um, so, sod it. I'm going first. Right, Matt. You ready? Yeah. Three hundred and six. Three hundred and six. Um, I had actually just written something down, and it is marginally lower. I've gone for 287. We have a new champion. Yeah. 247 days. Woo! That's good. 
Excellent. The rain is over. The rain is over. Well, Stu, congratulations to you. I can be a, a gracious former champion. Congratulations to you. You are more than welcome to come and get the title. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He just has to reach behind him and pick that one off the, off the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine's officially branded. None of that. None of that other branding. None of that other branding nonsense. We've got proper <laughs> branding on this and, show. Andy has got a point. Like the one behind me is just a dirty replica. It's not the official <laughs> cookie cast tile. So. Congrats, Stu. Well done. Thank you. Yes, I, knew, I, I knew my reign of terror. I mean, uh, my title run had to come to a to an abrupt end at some point. Well, we, I didn't realize. I didn't realize we were trying this time round. I thought that yeah, you know, we were still on the uh, let let Mister Cook win kind of things. So. <laughs> Make it look real. <laughs> well, I think uh, my picks look like um, I wasn't even trying. We mentioned last time out, didn't we? That we're now into the third year, and like to, to be to be fair, I think this is probably. You know, I get it once a year based on the <laughs> on the previous rankings, so I'll I'll enjoy this because it's happening quite early for twenty twenty one. What we need is we need we need like an official statistician to go through the combined title reigns of uh, like the amount of days held by each person and stuff. Like if if only we knew some kind of stats mistress. I was just about to say what like a like a like a mistress of the stats. <laughs> who's recently been uh, furloughed for the next nine months. <laughs> oh dear. Well, after that, nice little nice little surprise for me because uh, I didn't know which way that was going to go at all. Um, Royal Rumble last time out. Let's get to it. So, if you haven't seen the Royal Rumble by now, I'm guessing most people listening along will probably have at least have seen some spoilers. Um, for those that haven't, we're about to, so uh, strap yourselves in. So the, the men's match was won by Edge, and the women's match was won by Bianca Belair. What's what's the general consensus, fellas? Are we uh, are we happy with the winners? No, because I didn't pick either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can sort of... You can see why they went with the edge pick, I suppose, as it's that, you know, comeback, heartwarming story and stuff like that. And obviously, he went into the match as number one, even though I'm pretty sure the night before they announced him as number two. So... I'm not sure about that. I think they just... Didn't they just announce the first two? And that sounds... Yeah, I thought that, but I look back back through it and I think they actually did put Orton as number one and Edge as number two. So... I think they just maybe just balls it up, maybe, but who knows. Um, and with the Bel Air one, yeah, that's fair enough. I always like new people getting into the uh, the title picture, so it works for me personally. You think it's too early for her or right time? I don't know. She's she's been on the she's been on the main roster for what just just under a year. Because did she come up after WrestleMania last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been people that have been on the on the main roster for for shorter that have that have had a, a title shot. Like Lacey Evans was pretty much thrust straight into it, wasn't she? So. Well, we'll, we'll we'll get to her in good time. I, um, think, I think the thing for me is is that like she didn't really she did a bit on the NXT kind of roster, but wasn't like mega on there. And then 
up until I suppose what, like the past month or so, they haven't really given her that much of a push on the main roster. And I must, admit, I must admit, I find, I find the Est thing one of the most annoying gimmicks out there. I just, it's like, argh. I'm all right with it. I don't mind it. I think it's it's something to to latch onto. I think I, I I don't have a problem with it. And I think at least for her, having like the transition from NXT onto the main roster, they've actually finally got a gimmick that she could use in NXT. And it's instantly transferable because, like, how many other people who you know have come up have, have had even it, albeit slight modifications. Um, I mean, everybody knows what happened to the Viking experience. Um, like, just slight modifications on the transition, and it's kind of like stunted that any momentum that they might have. Whereas her, like, she's she's been allowed to keep the same thing, and for me, she kind of she hit the ground running, and like, without kind of like without being able to, to reach for my, my, my stats book of stickers is uh, as we, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point as well there is there was a stat in there about it. during NXT she was undefeated for like so many days so whilst she never ha- like held the NXT women's title she was pretty prominent and pretty dominant and like it's I think it's rare that like somebody would come up from NXT having not been champion and then be thrown straight into the like the title picture essentially on um you know one of the so-called main roster shows so i think i think she's done all right i'm 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 happy to put it this way i'm happier with belair winning the women's than i am happier that I'm, I'm i'm definitely happy with that than, than edge winning the men's um i'm okay with it but there will always be this part-time or full-timer debate and I know technically he's on the show all the time and what have you but he would have been one of the guys like absolutely hammering for younger talent to get the push but yet then he's come back himself and sort of and, you know done that so I'm I'm a, I'm a bit I don't know because it, like it's not like he's gonna I, I don't think he'll go against Drew either I think it, it's gonna be Roman Reigns by the way he's going um, so it's not like he's done it to put like a, a new talent over or anything else like that. It's it, it like it had that feel good moment, which I'm okay with and I'm and, and I'm happy with. But I don't know. I, I just I think they could have done it in another way, um, and I think they could they could have given it to somebody who's not had like the world title picture like put on them previously. So that that's just that's just my thoughts. Even though it didn't really kind of boost ratings or anything like that, the the kind of thing that he did with NXT with like putting Balor and and um, and Pete Dunne over was yeah. was good. Yeah, um, it was. And like speaking of the, uh, did have you guys seen uh, NXT Vengeance Day? Yes, yes. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. I thought all the matches were, were were great on that, and it, with the exception of the women's final, but um, it was okay. But I don't know, like dropping edge into that pitch now. He did make an interesting point about he's been, you know, it's the one title that he's kind of got access to that he's not held, and it would it would be kind of cool to see him versus 
uh, Balor if you know if Balor still got the NXT title by that point. I think that him versus Balor excites me more as a match than him versus Reigns or McIntyre. The, the Reigns one doesn't interest me at all, but then I think you'd struggle to find get a, a, a match that you know. Even though we'll probably come to it in a bit, but like I don't know with Reigns, I don't, I don't, I don't know what. It's just not going to look good uh, for Edge, considering like when he left, he was such a big kind of char- like character on the show, and then he's going to look small compared to Reigns. He's going to look def- you know, he's going to look really small next to McIntyre, who's you know just so tall. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to look. He's going to look good up against Balor if they're going to keep it on Balor. But you know, you never know, do you? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's a, I, I just can't see I can't see it. I don't, I, just, I don't think it's going to be the NXT title. No, I can't, I can't see either myself. I like like I said, I, I think I think they're all guns blazing for Reigns, even though they're kind of keeping it as as masked as they can at the moment. I, I can't see him going against anybody else but Reigns. But I don't think that'll be the best match, and I, I also don't think that I'm, I'm going to throw this in early before we even. Get there. I don't think he'll win. I don't think he'll win against Reigns. I think yeah. what I, I, I think the only way that this Reigns uh, title reign should end is with somebody who's kind of thrown at him uh, again and, and again based on what I was saying before. It needs to be somebody that's not not held a world title previously, and it's it's almost like the shock factor because I think that's the only way it's going to happen. It'll be one of the ones where nobody expects that. Um, the, you know they're gonna have a look in somebody. Dare I say it? Somebody like a Cesaro, maybe. Um, I don't think. That, I don't think there'd be people disappointed if that was the end. If that was the end case, no. I think there'd be a, a large groundswell for that one. Uh, but, but that's what I mean. That, that's like people. People will bash WWE for like not kind of you know promoting people, and, and you know I've, I've kind of done a little bit myself already on this, but. That's that's a way of making an instant star because there's already somebody like like a Cesaro, like a Nakamura, to a certain extent. Even though he's already had the Universal title, like like Kevin Owens, um, who there's already that kind of underlying support for. But that'll just push him over the edge for the next the next bit. So that that's that's the only way I see it happening. I, I don't see Edge taking the title off him. So I think it would be a waste doing it that way personally. Um, but yeah. So, a few a few numbers for you, seeing as uh, we, we, especially we we all know Paul really likes the statistics. Um, most eliminations this time out. Um, looking at the um, predictions, nobody guessed. <laughs> nobody guessed either of the uh, the most eliminations. But this time around, the men's match actually it was, there was three people tied on four eliminations, which was Biggie, Damian Priest, and Seth Rollins. Um, Weirdly, a guy who wasn't even in the match had two eliminations, which was AJ Styles' as, uh, helper in, in Omos. I uh, wasn't officially in. And I, I kind of guess the, the Iron Man of the match was, was kind of spoiled, essentially, by the fact we've already talked about the winner going in at number one. So that would have been Edge uh, and lasted a little over 58 minutes. Um, in the women's match, nobody guessed it. But if your memory if your memory serves, or if you are, if you are given a second guess, I think most people probably would have picked Rhea Ripley anyway. Rhea Ripley was always going to have a good show, but she actually got seven eliminations. Um, but it was a close run thing. 
bearing in mind that the top three eliminated over half of the field themselves, um, which Rhea Ripley was seven, Shayna Baszler had six, Bianca Belair had four, and she was tied with Nia Jax um, on the whole at, uh, at number four. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Belair was obviously the young woman in that one as well, going in at number three, and she went a little over fifty-six minutes. So, kind of, you know, not too far off uh, edge of statistics as well. Um, did anybody take any the bets that we discussed last time? Did anybody actually have a little flutter in the end, or did we, did we forget? Oh, <laughs> go on, Andy. Any good? Uh, yeah, I lost lots of money on on uh, on my bets. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might as well. Funnily enough, I might as well have not bothered. Because uh, do you know do you know who didn't win the Royal Rumble? Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Did, Brock, Brock Lesnar did not win the uh, did not win the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Well, Could I twenty five p. I didn't pick. I, I spent a fiver on on my different bets, and I did. I don't know if you can call it a success because technically I didn't win a whole five pounds back. Um, but I did put a pound on Bailey and Bianca Belair lasting over twenty-five minutes each in the Rumble, which uh, which got me three pound twenty-five of my initial five pound back. But then I did put a pound of that on a and technically a WWE-related bet in the fact of uh, Gronkowski to score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl, which netted me twenty quid. So, but, you know, it's all it, it was all coming up roses that uh, for for a week at least, shall we say? On the uh, that was, I was I was happy with the money, not happy with Gronk still actually carrying that out. It was kind of you know that theory of if you say something out loud and put a bet on it, it the absolute opposite will happen. That was kind of where I was going, but at least this time I got some money out of it. So so yeah. Um, so moving away from the rumble, we've already briefly touched on um, NXT Vengeance Day has happened. Uh, the first women's Dusty Classic winners have been crowned in Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, and it has been confirmed they will get a WWE Women's Tag Team title match. Um, that, as it stands, will be against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler at some point in the future. I'd be quite happy to see those titles take a bit of a detour into NXT for a while. Um, they'll probably be featured more. Um, the, the women's Dusty Classic has probably shown that Again, that the NX, NXT divisions are, have a little more depth than the main roster divisions. Um, I, I'd be more than happy to see them titles go to, to Kai and Gonzalez. What, what about you guys? Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think they, at some point, yeah, they're, they're switching it off. Um, Baszler and Nia Jax would be a good kind of thing to do. I think that the, the the eternal problem with with like the women's tag is that there's never it's never a team, is it? There's never it's like you know if we kind of look towards the men's, it's M- it was MSK against Grizzled Young Veterans, and they, they were a tag team. Whereas it's two people kind of thrown together. And I know like Dakota Kai and um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, that's what I um, You know she's like been the muscle for Dakota Kai and that kind of thing. But it's still there's no like. I know it sounds really daft and kind of naff and kind of like 90s wrestling kind of thing, but it's nice when the, the tag team have a name kind of thing and, and that kind of thing, whereas the women, it's just like, uh, all right, have we got, we've got nothing for these people to do. Right, let's stick them together in a team. Do they need a name? Nah, be all right, kind of thing. And that's what it's kind of been like, you know, Asker, you know, before Baszler and, uh, and Jax, it was... 
Charlotte Flair and Asuka and you know it's kind of been that kind of lineage of it there's been no lineage of it kind of thing mm-hmm. um, so it'd be quite nice to kind of if they kind of looked at doing like a proper women you know not, not a proper women it kind of sounds condescending there but kind of giving the, the like names and stuff like that and giving it a good run like mm-hmm. I said in a, in a in a in a brand that has kind of actual women's tag teams kind of thing you know like you know, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell with the way you could kind of come into it and stuff like that. Absolutely no surprises that they are one of my favourite things in wrestling at the moment. Absolutely. The way. Yeah, absolutely love that. <laughs> you seen all the stuff with the broken arm in the last few weeks leading into the title <laughs> match with Kushida. Um, when he put he put the x-ray up on the screen and he's got his, his, his right, no, his left arm in a sling, but then the, the x-ray clearly says it's his right arm or whatever it was. It was... Um, I did enjoy all of that. That was very good. Um, so, yeah, as, as Matt's mentioned, MSK did beat Grizzle Young Veterans in the finals of the men's. As a, as a British wrestling fan, a little disappointed that uh, Grizzle Young Veterans, even though Gibson is a scouser and, you know, she was off if you ate Gibson, a um, little disappointed that they've now made the final two years running um, and haven't managed to, 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 to you know, to, to get pushed onto the uh, holding the trophy. But, on the other on the other side, massive sort of like show of confidence that they've put them in the finals two years running. So they're obviously confident that they can hold a match that deserves a big spotlight and so that happened. So took, took some big names, like some big NXT names on the way through that tournament as well. So that was you know, that that was quite impressive. Um, and, and there's been all the way through the men's there's been some some cracking matches, um, like on on paper if you'd have had any takeover if you'd have had Champer and Thatcher versus Undisputed Era as, as some kind of main event echelon kind of match you'd, you'd have taken that and we got that on like weekly programming because of the, the Dusty Cup so um, just I mean the, 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 when, I, when I was watching it I nearly messaged you guys just with the, the moment the moment that um, uh, Zach Gibson's like oh yeah you two in your green pyjamas and I was just like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done right now it's just <laughs> Yeah, obviously, it's that kind of. It's why he's like one of the best, if not the best, heel in the world at the moment. Is that just like, you know, oh yeah, you've got this story about your dad and your dad taking you to the wrestling and uh, him dying and well, yeah, we're going to ruin that dream for you. You can put away your green pajamas and you're like, that's just brutal. And obviously, it was like. Yeah, all the comment you know, Vic Joseph and uh, Beth Phoenix is giving the big licks on the backstory to one of the guys from MSK, and he's just like, yeah, fuck that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, just let's just rain on that parade nice and quickly, kind of thing. I was just thought it's kind of you know, harsh but clever kind of thing. It's just like what he does. Anybody managed to find out an official source on what MSK actually stands for at this point? Because I can't find it. Anything, and the, the the nearest I got was marijuana smoking kids, which you know, kind of fits the characters. Um, yeah, rise with that one. <laughs> and it's how they can get around the PG label by still still getting it in there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but wonder if that'll ever come out at any point. Um, and I guess the only other thing from that show was that in the end, all of the champions retained their titles, um, which was a, a bit of a surprise. I expected at least one title change, probably in the women's match. Um, was a little hopeful that Tony Storm might get the nod, but um, no, Io Shirai still got that one. Um, Gagana still. Go on, Matt. Sorry, that, one, that one's got a lot. Of, I think that the Tony Storm Io Shirai thing's probably got something to 
so I've got a bit of distance left to go with it because obviously Io Shirai pinned um, Martinez, didn't she? So I think yeah. there'll be an element of Tony Storm being like, well, hang on a minute. Bit more Tony you, you didn't beat me kind of thing, so it'll build up. I, I would assume that she'll put, they'll probably she'll probably get the title sooner rather than later. Um, and then, and then we obviously Kashida, which again I kind of I, I I expected this to change hands as well. I thought Kashida might, might take the title from Gagano, but no, not to be. Um, that was awesome. that it, it was great, wasn't it? I, it was just like because I thought there was going to be like shit and shenanigans with it, and that it was going to be just like ruined. But oh, it's just like insane. I just. I mean, it's like one of them things where I'd watched it and you thought, well, they can't get any better than that. And then the tag team was the tag team match was great, even though like the result was a bit like a bit predictable kind of thing. That the this big tag team that they signed from another company has kind of come there. Um, but then obviously, yeah, it was just great. It was just really good, kind of well, well, kind of written, you know, match. It was good. Mm. And then the one the one retention I expected obviously then did happen as well with with Bala hanging on to the uh, NXT title because I think the the Pete Dunne thing like you said about the uh, women's story's got more mileage in it. Pete, Pete Dunne's got to be around that title picture still, got to be. Um, it's good performance obviously. Then we had we had the, uh, the the possible implosion of the undisputed era at the end of the match as well um, with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and. Uh, Roderick Strong coming out to make the save from the beatdown of uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. And then it ends with Cole kicking Kyle O'Reilly in the face, which obviously had me crying into my breakfast on the morning. Yeah. I've been, been a big uh, big UE fan, but we'll see where that goes. Hopefully uh, hopefully all is not lost on that front, but we shall, we shall find out. Um, speaking of NXT... Um, well, there's been some new signings as well. More in the NXT UK camp, in the sense of um, you might have seen that Millie McKenzie has, has been signed to an NXT UK deal in the last couple of days. Um, 20 year old girl, been making waves for some time really in the British wrestling scene. Obviously, as with everything, COVID kind of put paid to her uh, any momentum, but she's for a 20 year old lass, she's been, she's, she's been around a while, hasn't she? She's got some experience, so that, that should be interesting. Um, in probably the least shocking signing in the world ever, the son of William Regal has been signed to NXT UK um, under the name Bailey Matthews. So that's uh, two. NXT UK. Yeah. I don't even know that William Regal's kids will be over here. Well, his 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 builder's been from Blackpool as well, so he's ticking all the all, all of the family boxes. Um, but yeah, so they're kind of on the, on the back of the um, the Miko Satamura signing from January. They the, the seem to be bolstering the ranks big time in NXT UK. So kind of watch this space. I reckon that they've uh, they're going to be trying to push a few through there. But then Matt's pick for the surprise in the Royal Rumble, Taya Valkyrie decides to uh, show her face, sign a deal in the last week, but it's not confirmed as to where she's going yet. Um, it's one of them. She could go straight to the main roster. Raw, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wonder why she might go to Raw. I mean, it's absolutely. As a, as a giant 
Hmm. They could just send us a smackdown and be like, "Yeah, just just get on with it. Just, do, do it. <laughs> just, just get yourself around when the uh, when the world starts turning again." For the uh, for the uninitiated, she's married in real life to John Morrison, who is currently on the on the Raw roster. Um, but yeah, so three three sort of reasonably big signings in the last week. So that's a bit more to go at. Um, speaking of Millie McKenzie. She has heavily, heavily, she has heavily featured in Progress Wrestling, um, and as Matt is currently sporting the T-shirt for the uh, the YouTube viewers, um, Progress Wrestling finally makes its return. So after the the, the murky, murky um, period that Brit Wrestling has been through, it is making a return this weekend with Chapter One Hundred Four. Obviously, still been on lockdown here in the UK. There is no live crowd as such, but it is for the first time ever. <laughs> Being shown on the WWE Network, so it's returning with a natural progression series. So fans of Progress will know tournament base, and the winner. It's, it's a it'll be a, a title match of their choosing, as it as it has been previously, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Title, yeah, title match of their choosing. Yeah. So they've they they, they they have the opportunity of uh, going for the tag titles. Or the uh, the Proteus Championship, if that's still around, we'll find out when it when it relaunches this week. Uh, or the the Progress World Title, currently in the possession of Juan Carnoir. Um And the last kind of thing in between will probably be um, since the last podcast. There's been a working relationship seems to have been struck up between Impact Wrestling, AEW, and New Japan. Um, you probably guess from the amount of WWE that we do cover and obviously that we talk about. Not massively high up on the agenda, but three of the kind of you know second you know second biggest companies, if you like, um, all joining forces. I wouldn't have thought they'll be, be gunning for any crown as such, but they're they're definitely there to provide some kind of alternative. And for the people that are switching off from WWE, definitely. You know, three of the the biggest companies in the world of wrestling joining forces is definitely going to bring some viewers in. Um, so it'd just be kind of interesting to see where that goes now. Um, well, New Japan have just got a TV deal, haven't they, in America um, to do New Japan USA US, I think. Um, and obviously they've got um, I think they've got a channel on Roku um, over here, so you can access it through like yeah various means um but yeah, yeah i think i think that's, it's it's the only way that any that any of those three companies are going to get even close to kind of doing anything with wwe is they've got to kind of work together and provide you know the big names before you know like we said kashida kashida jumped ship to go to wwe from new japan because there wasn't much else for him to do so whereas if you can vary it up and provide different kind of places to kind of go and wrestle and see different things then, you know, um, that'll be there for them. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what it, especially when, you know, the international touring and stuff starts again. Um, the fact that AEW have quite happily confirmed, you know, that they want to do shows over here. Um, and if you can then go to an AEW show and perhaps see, somebody from New Japan or, you know, some of the bigger names from Impact or whatever, it kind of adds an extra layer to, to the excitement of wanting to actually go to see it live as well. So could be interesting. Uh, try and, I would presume they'll probably try and coordinate it so that, because obviously New Japan do a show over here now or 
kind of a weekend over here. So they'll probably try and coordinate it so they're all at a similar time to really kind of get that hype going. Yeah. Yeah. So that pretty much sums up everything that's happened since last time around. Um, I think we'll probably take a short break now and uh, as, as Andy will, will, will lead us into that, um, we, shall, we shall be back momentarily with the uh, Elimination Chamber predictions. Boom. Right. We'll be right back. Now we're back. Now we're back. Okay, so straight in then. Elimination Chamber predictions time. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, we do have a new guest predictor this time. So big shout out to, to Gaz. Um, thank you very much, sir, for uh, putting your predictions in for us. I've known Gaz a few years now. Um, one of the, the, the former football crew. Uh, it turns out we had a bit of uh, a bit of a rest, wrestling uh, background in common as well. So um, got in touch after the last podcast on on the old Twitter. So feel free to do the same, and you could be predicting next time out. So at time of recording, as always. We will go with the card that has currently been set. So we have five matches have been confirmed this time round. Um, still taking place, as always, in the Thunderdome. Still, for the time being, based in Tropicana Field. However, COVID's going to have to hurry the fuck up and go because uh, baseball season starts very soon. So <laughs> otherwise, we'll be, uh, be, be moving those 1,000 LCD screens again. Um so yeah, this I say there's five matches confirmed, but I'm going to start especially with one match because, for want of a better expression, given the circumstances, there could be some jiggery-pokery going on. Um, and with that, the Raw Women's title match for Elimination Chamber was set as Asuka, the uh, reigning and defending current champion to defend against Lacey Evans. It's a bit of an odd one, this, and... Still not actually sure it's going to go ahead. Um, Lacey's been feuding with Charlotte Flair of late, and Lacey Evans has adopted Ric Flair as her like manager, but kind of weirdly in like the sugar daddy role, and it kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit to watch it. Um, I, I guess that's the point that they're going for. Um, the, I guess the premise is like Rick is is tired of Charlotte keeping out him out of the spotlight and. Um, Asuka's now been dragged into this because she was, as Matt mentioned earlier on, was uh, Charlotte's tag team partner. Um, but yeah, this past Monday on Raw, there was uh, a tag team match, which was Evans and um, Peyton Royce versus Charlotte and Asuka. And as Evans was tagged in, she then jumped off the apron and backed away from the ring. And then announced to the world that she was pregnant. It was a bit. Uh, have you guys seen this? Yeah, bit, bit of a strange one because like I didn't really know how to react to it at the time because I thought it was all storyline. Yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, the kind of either it's like the greatest work ever, <clears throat> kind of on the Chris Brooks getting a title shot just before he leaves Japan in progress, kind of level of work where kind of thing or. It's just actually she's pregnant, and <laughs> and, and Vince Vince is man is having mandatory sterilization for all female wrestlers in the future. 
Well, they're not, uh, the, the male and female wrestlers aren't allowed to twitch. It's just a different twitch is curing, essentially. With that, uh, um, yeah, so when she announced it, Ric Flair kind of celebrated like he'd won the lottery, which instantly made me feel a bit sick in my mouth. Um, and like I say, I assumed it was storylines, but varying reports since Monday night have said that the pregnancy may now in fact be legitimate in real life, presumably without the involvement of one Mr. Ric Flair. Um, so it has thrown a bit of doubt into the match. What I'm going to do for the predictions, however, is we will still go with making a prediction because assuming WWE take the usual mantra of a match has been advertised and therefore some kind of match will take place, if they replace Lacey Evans and you pick Lacey Evans, you can have the point if the challenger then wins. If you pick Asuka and obviously she retains... If the match doesn't happen at all, then obviously it's uh, big fat donuts all round. So, um, so yeah. So as guest predictor, new guest predictor, I'll kick off with uh, Gaz's prediction. He has predicted Asuka to win, and he's even gone so far to be so bold on his first ever prediction um, that it's going to be by disqualification. Um, he did. He did message me to say that he thinks that's because they're going to set up for Asuka Charlotte at Mania again um, down the road. But we'll see where that goes. So he has gone for an Asuka disqualification. Any of you gentlemen care to jump in? Uh, I'd like to have Asuka to win, but not by disqualification, please. Oh, you know, okay. Same for me. Okay. You gentlemen are both in the book, Mister Cook. Gonna, it's going to be Lacey Evans, isn't it? Lacey or other. As, as well, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Is, is it kind of like, I'm a, I'm a cheating somewhat by going, well, you know, I'll pick the one that <laughs> is absolutely not going to wrestle and then they're going to have to beef that match up. <laughs> so they're going to have to put somebody in that's going to be worthy. So, Joseph so, Connors is going to get involved. So... <laughs> Basically, you so far, Matt and Kaz and Paul have picked one wrestler. Andy has just picked the entire female division. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Never let it be said that I don't play for points. I'm all about the points. Uh, I was going to say, hey, I'll tell you something. More fool me, me, Matt and Kaz. Apart from when I'm like, I want Brock Lesnar to win the Rumble. (laughs) If it's not Stone Cold or The Rock. Well, on this occasion, if Lacey or anybody else other than Asuka wins that match, you will solely get the point because I have also gone for Asuka to retain. So points. Is uh, I mean, he's not not saying he's desperate to get his hardware back already, but you know, um, my, trou- so, my trousers have fallen down. So <laughs> for the YouTube viewers, don't stand up, Andy. Could, uh, that's uh, that's some deep cuts right there for you, boys. Deep cuts. Getting over after dark. <laughs> um, moving, moving swiftly along to uh, to another another kind of title. The uh, the US title match has been billed as defending champion Bobby Lashley taking on both Keith Lee and Riddle in a triple threat. But this has been another match that could have been reported to be having some issues because. Um, not because of any pregnancies this time around, um, I hasten to add, 
But Keith Lee wasn't on Raw this week, and there's been a bit of speculation that it could either be injury-based or a bit more COVID-based. Obviously, he was, he was kept out of the Rumble um, due to his um, wife-to-be, um, me and contracting the COVID around the time, so he was he was isolating. Um, but I guess the kind of time will tell on this one. Uh, the match has been built around Riddle's inability to, to beat Lashley so far, and Lee said, right, well, it's my turn now. And then there was another match with uh, Riddle and Lashley where Riddle won by disqualification. So technically he won, so therefore puts him back in the title picture. So it's kind of logically built to a triple threat. Um, not one that I'll be disappointed to see if it actually happens. I don't think it'll be the worst the worst match. I think it's, it should be fairly decent. But based on those three names... Who are gonna? Who's gonna come out on top? I'm gonna stick with Lashley. Okay. Any particular reasoning? I, I don't know. Obviously, if 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 Keith Lee was definitely gonna be in it, I probably would have gone with him. But if he's not, then I just think, I think they're gonna keep that title on on Lashley. I don't think. I mean, obviously, there's been the build to it, but I just don't think Riddle's just at the right place at the moment to to kind of have that belt and carry that belt and uh, that type of thing. So, yeah, just keep it on Lashley for now. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing some nods of agreement in the gallery. Mr. Cook, you were... Yeah. Yeah, well. I, I am not. <laughs> I am maybe or maybe not playing for points this time round. Um, absolutely everything that Matt said there. Uh, I think they'll just they'll just leave it as it is for this one. Get up, Paul. Yeah, again, agree with what the boys have said there. I think it's it's that sort of thing where you'd imagine that if they're going to change the title, then it's a, it's a sort of a to cheap come to WrestleMania. You'll see a title change. We'll give you the US title as a sort of a first one of the night to go, sort of throwaway one. In, in sort of ways but um, Lashley's been he's been quite strong since he's held that title so I can't see him just like having him lose on like a what is essentially a throwaway pay-per-view just to get us to Wrestlemania so I'm exactly with what you guys and, and what Matt said about if, if Keith Lee was nailed on I would have picked Keith Lee um, because I do think we're getting into the realms of the US title pitch and needing a bit of a freshen up and Lee if he's not going to be in the, the main title picture, he's definitely the man to do it. But while there's doubt in that situation, they're just going to keep it on Lashley. So I've, I've also gone for Lashley. But this time around, playing for points out there on his own, his guest predictor, Gaz. Gaz has gone for Keith Lee. So whether he knew the situation, whether he's gone in blind, who knows. But he, uh, if, if that comes off, he will, he will gain himself a point all on his own. Um, so... Moving on, we have, as the title may suggest, some Elimination Chamber matches to predict. And the first on the predictions card is the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. Um, Roman Reigns has reportedly requested to not be defending the title inside the chamber, um, which fits the character as well. But it's also on the basis that it differentiates the Universal title from the WWE title because that is to be defended inside the chamber, which we'll get to that later on. So, basically, six guys are going to go at it. 
and the winner receives a universal title shot on the same night. So what we'll do now is we'll go for the SmackDown Chamber match and then the, the winner of the universal title match. Uh, Kevin Owens and Jey Uso were the first two to be added straight into the chamber. Um, that was by Adam Pearce, the uh, WWE official, continuing that story as well of him getting under the skin of Roman Reigns because um, KO was the obvious choice after some uh, some dodgy handcuff shenanigans at the Royal Rumble. Um, but Jey Uso, I didn't kind of expect, and I don't think anybody did and I, I, I think as well like Roman Reigns not expecting that was kind of where they were going with it so that's kind of a kind of a cool pick I'm, I'm okay with that um, but the others all qualified by way of winning tag team matches um, so the winning pair basically got themselves in so the, the six for the Smackdown Chamber match in full are Kevin Owens Daniel Bryan Cesaro Jey Uso Sami Zayn and Paul's favourite King Corbin. So, who is winning the SmackDown Chamber match? I'm going to start. Let's let's start with Paul, as we mentioned his favourite last. Who is winning the SmackDown Chamber match and going on to the <coughs> Universal Title match? At, at TLC, it was Owens, wasn't it? It was Owens versus Reigns. Yeah. They tend to like doing things in threes, don't they? Three seems to be the magic number for them. So if you lose, if you lose three times against an opponent, you're done. You're out of the picture. You're out of the sort of storyline, etc., etc. So stick me down for Kevin Owens to win it and then just get probably punked in about thirty seconds by Reigns. So we'll, we'll, we're going to do this as doubles then. Okay, so you have gone for Kevin Owens to win the Chamber, but then Roman Reigns... To retain. To retain. Okay, so I can tell you right now that Gaz has gone for the exact same scenario. I'm assuming that they're going to play it out almost like a reverse money in the bank in the sense of the SmackDown Chamber match is going to finish, Reigns is going to come to the ring, bosh, job done, is what I'm thinking for that kind of prediction. Maybe, maybe without even raising the Chamber... Yeah, maybe Possibly. so. Maybe so. Um, Andy, do you want to do you want to jump in next? So I like everything that's been said. I like it all. I'm I'm on board. Uh, just stick me down for Cesaro, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, but are you going Cesaro and then Reigns? I'm assuming. Absolutely. Okay. I will jump in now and. I was also going to pick Cesaro to win and then Reigns to, to win. But purely from a points base and of the experience in previous years, I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan to win the Chamber and then Reigns to smash him to absolute pieces. Um, so, come on, DB. Do it, for the, do, it, do it for the Predictions Championship. Anyway, Matt, final pick on this one for you. Who are you going with for the Chamber? If, if it hadn't been predicted twice already, I think I would have gone Kevin Owens and then Roman Reigns. But, I'm going to go Jey Uso. Because obviously, Adam Pearce has put him in there. Is he going to kind of get some kind of retribution kind of thing? Um, 
and uh, kind of put Jey Uso like somehow get him to win it, and then then Roman has to come in. I mean, it'll be like a. I presume it'll be a really kind of poor kind of title defense, or whether he'll try and push Jey Uso's buttons to the point of kind of really fighting kind of thing. So. I'm I'm wondering if because they've all they've been through that kind of process before, uh, like I think it was back in Hell in a Cell, wasn't it? I think last year it was around that time that um, he was actually giving it a go, and then he, he you know conformed to, to to Roman Reigns' ways. But I wonder if you could be right. But then we're going to get the you know the recycling's good for the planet and all that. Is it going to be like finger poke of doom two point oh twenty twenty one? Yeah. That, that's what I'm kind of like, you know, he'll lie down and that'll be kind of thing and it'll be that kind of Adam Pearce thinks he's got one over on Roman Reigns but actually Heyman and Reigns kind of stand and laugh at him and, you know, whether Jey Uso kicks out of it once and then, then Roman lays him to waste kind of thing just to put him back into his kind of thing again. Do you, like, as a side note, do you think we're ever actually going to get to see Adam Pearce wrestle in WWE, the way this is going? I think they're building to it, but when, I'm not entirely sure. Could I just hope it's not at Mania, because it just, it, it, it points to that, doesn't it? I it points seen... to him being like, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it'll be some kind of fuck-eyed shit match that you just think... <laughs> You know, for the first time ever, here they are presented. For the first time ever. <laughs> oh, I mean, just on a little side note with the first time ever thing, how, I mean, everybody in WWE must have just been at full standing attention when it was like, wait a minute, Pete Dunne, Finn Balor, the first time ever. And it was just like tables, just like we're raised a couple of inches off the floor, kind of thing. A moment that the first time ever. It's never happened anywhere. They must have scoured like cards throughout the world just to make sure that it was a hundred percent first time ever. Because dear God, they sent it, said it so many times in that match. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. I, I think you're giving them too much credit there, Matt. I think they said it was first time ever, so therefore people just believe it regardless. <laughs> so. I don't know. I have, I have a sneaking suspicion that the the Adam Pearce thing will eventually lead to like a special guest referee um, yeah. issue um, rather than a match. But we'll we'll see, I guess. Um, so I feel like we've actually rattled through these predictions a little bit, considering. But the last one on the card is the the Raw Chamber match, which is for the WWE Championship. So. You will therefore know that one of the competitors in the match is the defending champion Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy, Randall Keith Orton. I'll put you down for that now, shall I, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. AJ Styles and Sheamus. So, for those that have been watching Raw in the last few weeks but might not quite be up to date, you might be wondering what's happened to The Miz seeing as The Miz was advertised for this match. Um, on Raw this past week, Miz actually removed himself from the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, it's kind of his way of kind of smart, smartening up, if you like. So he's, he's got the money in the bank still. He doesn't need to be in the Chamber um, to get his, his, his championship opportunity. And he tried to get John Morrison in on the act. Um, C- 
Kofi then pointed out that it was supposed to be between former WWE champions. That was the the um, kind of premise that was was set up initially. So they set up a match between Kofi and the Miz, and whoever won basically got their own way. And Kofi beat the Miz. So that puts Kofi into the Elimination Chamber almost in a mirror image of two years ago uh, um, where Kofi Mania began. And then Kofi took the title at WrestleMania, but could the same thing happen this time around? What are we thinking? No. <laughs> I did my best, Paul, to build it up and you just shot me into flames then. That's the end. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's that... The whole the whole Miz thing is the sort of the is the smoke screen in it. It's obviously that they've they've sort of done it to put the sort of Ooh, he's he's excused himself out of the match. Ooh, that must mean he's gonna cash in the briefcase. Ooh which obviously means he won't cash in the briefcase. But now it means that I'm gonna double swerve and say that he does cash in the briefcase. So I reckon Drew will win the match. Okay. But Miz cashes in. Okay. Ah, now, is is the cash-in going to be successful? You, are you having that as a successful cash-in? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't yeah, tell you... <laughs> I can't tell you that, that Gaz has gone similar, but could still take a point if the cash-in happens on the basis that he has picked AJ Styles to win the Chamber match but missed the cash-in successfully. Matt, do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, Drew to win. And, yeah, no cash-in. I don't think he's going to cash-in. Okay. I mean... I should have let Andy go there because I'm already putting in Randy Orton. Am I right? Randall, Keith, McIntyre. It's Drew McIntyre all the way, baby. Normally, normally, like you said, you could always, you can always predict if Randall Keith's there, his name's going in that box, but not this time. You see what he's done there, lads? Is he's 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 swerved us, bro. It's I like, swerve, I like the swerve thing. I'm I'm digging the swerve thing, so I thought I'd give it a try. It feels it feels it feels real good. I like it. I'm am with it. Gonna get your cheap thrills these days. <laughs> I'm 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 torn now on this. Oh, like gnarly and brulia. Calm down. <laughs> Whoa, nineties <90s> reference. <laughs> yes. Nothing's fine. I'm torn. No. Um, oh no. So, oh no. I think. How do you kick people out of these meetings again? <laughs> um, I'm I'm wondering if because this whole build on Raw has been look at me, I'm so smart, I'm taking myself out. Actually, will then lead to him cashing in during the chamber rather than like after the chamber. Um, so, point so. To do that, would he have to wait until someone's been eliminated and the door opens, and then he just runs in? This this is the most like in in terms of people on WWE programming in the last ten years. This is the the most slimy, weaseling, 
MFR that's been on TV. If there is a slight crack in the door, he will find a way in. If he has to smash through the back of one of the pods, or like because they have the, the the new chamber these days that oh I will call the new chamber, where the things slide out. So who's to say that you know that there's not a different in? I mean, for God's sake, they had Otis in it. Was it was it Otis in last year's where somebody went through the back of it? That could happen, and he could just saunter in with the case. Um. I don't know, I'm kind of torn, because I did want to pick just a straight Drew McIntyre win, as I always just want to pick a, a straight Drew McIntyre win. Um, I don't know. WrestleMania, at this point in time, I believe they are having planning on having fans in attendance on the basis that it's in the Super Bowl stadium and, and fans were at the Super Bowl. However, that that's kind of pinning me more to Drew, I think Drew is a bigger draw at the moment than the Miz, but is he going to cash in or not? I can't. But is Drew not a bigger draw chasing the championship at WrestleMania, where you might see the big win? I don't. I don't think the Miz is is a is a big enough name for him to just go in and demolish. Um, but then, oh my God, I'm. I feel like my brain is like falling out of my mouth at the moment because I'm trying to make a decision whilst I'm talking. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, screw it. I'm not even going to play for points. I'm just going to go Drew McIntyre. End of. No cash in. Um, I'll keep, I'll keep the cash in, and as well, if they can, because because WrestleMania is over two nights again this time around. So who's to say they won't have a WWE Championship match two nights running technically? We'll see. Mm. How would they do that, though? Because they could have him defend it successfully on the first night, and then the Miz will be like, right, I'll have you tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. I was going to say, there's no, there's, there's nothing that says that you have to cash in whilst the match is ongoing. You could just tell him you want a match there and then. That's, that's that'd, be, that'd be interesting, that. That'd be interesting if they sort of like went around a storyline where like Drew's in street clothes, and he's just walking around, and mm. Miz just goes, I want the match now, when he's in full gear. <laughs> Like the 24-7 champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, which, to which we end up with our truth as the uh, 24-7 WWE champion. I'm so. funny now. <laughs> no. Shh. Don't you dare swear. Don't you dare, <laughs> dare mention that name. I'm wearing. I think wearing. That's one thing that we uh, we didn't mention on the podcast was the fact that uh, for the Royal Rumble, myself and Mr. Moore were fortunate enough to get Thunderdome tickets and they didn't have a live microphone for Bad Bunny. So for everybody who watched it on the network, because ah, we, we didn't have to <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> they, they basically made us watch a man gyrate around Booker T for three or four minutes, not, <laughs> not actually performing. And Booker T looked well happy about it as well, didn't he? So. It was just weird. It was really weird. <laughs> Is, is that Booker T in the top left-hand corner there? <laughs> it was like... A little bunny fence around him. <laughs> put that in, edit that, put, edit that in, kind of post there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you hear like the... like Oh, you see like a game on a, a, a shit like, you know, crappy ITV game show where it's like, right, the first one to laugh loses and Booker T's like, hmm, not definitely going <laughs> to laugh at this. Whilst like one of them's like, oh, like, in his face... <laughs> That better not be the thumbnail, Andy. I'm just telling you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't pick it, I'm picking it. 
<clears throat> but yeah, uh, yeah. We, fortunately, we uh, we avoided that, and um, I haven't gone back and rewatched the Rumble purely for that reason. So I'm, I'm sure it brings in hundreds of viewers for the people that actually give a shit. But um, I'm sure it brings in tens of viewers. <laughs> Ten viewers at least. It was awful. It was, was, it was bordering on being an insult. I, uh, I I had the misfortune of catching it the day after and I was just like this it was it was physically painful. Like every every aspect of it I was just like why? It's. I think somebody's job at WWE like headquarters is like. How do we piss people off more? Has anybody got any ideas? Because I I've run dry this week. What? Uh, that's yeah. That's going in because that's fucking awful. Excuse my language, young young viewers. I mean, you, you might have, regular listeners and uh, viewers may have noticed that we haven't had a Ready to Grumble for a while. Um, I didn't mention the topic this time around because I just figured all four of us would be like Bad Bunny and that would be it. They wouldn't even be like a 30 seconds. It would just be two words and that would be it. <laughs> well, it doesn't look as if he's done with the company, does it? Oh, no. no. Well, no, as, as Matt alludes, the current 24-7 champion. Yeah, expect to see WrestleMania weekend. I would say. Yeah, well, they're, they're trying to tie him in with Priest, aren't they? Like, Damien Priest is like his protector, yeah. <clears throat> sorts. I mean, talk about a guy who you could strap a rocket to and send him to the moon, but then actually will just tie sixty bags of concrete to his ankles at the same time. It's just, just no, just no, no. I'm um, I, I'm very happy for Damien Priest. Um, it was great to see him in the rumble to, to make a, a decent decent effort in the rumble, but Jesus Christ, if this is what they've called him up to the main roster for, like really? He like you haven't got previous. <laughs> well, this is just them, as Andy says about how can we piss people off more? How much would, especially how much did I complain about Gronk being twenty four seven champion? I take it all back. Just, just I'd, I'd take it, I'd take Gronk in a freaking heartbeat at this point well, in time. An but it's it's a proper joke now because it's been what is it? Pete Rosenberg, who's oh. a a radio DJ presenter guy, obviously won it. The Rumble pre-show was it? Yeah, no, it was, was on the it? it was on the main show. Oh, really? So then, and then it got passed over to was it? Who was it? Who... Uh, Doug Flewey. Doug Flewey won it the touch football game or whatever it was. And then it somehow kind of made its way back to. Um, it was truth back. again after that one, and then Akira Tazawa, and then it was the Tazawa backing up after he'd uh, was, after he'd won, holding the title high, and backed into Damian Priest, who then threw him into the flight case thing, and yeah, so Bad Bad Bunny didn't even do anything to actually win the title either. He literally yeah. just covered the guy, and then yeah. Yeah, because Damien Priest was like, I don't fucking want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just... just oh, man. But yeah, I cannot say enough bad things about Bad Bunny, but, you know, we could we could be here more than an hour a lot of time. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that 
a little grumble at the end. Um, wraps up all the predictions. Everything that's pretty much happened of note since last time we were on with you. Has anybody got anything else that they want to bring up? Uh, just brief, kind of like, obviously, with the going back to the progress thing on Saturday, obviously, Kid Lycos is back. Um, we'd kind of seen what we thought was retirement for him at kind of like 20, 23, 24, if that. Uh, but obviously, he's back with the new horror and Lycos 2. Um, and just, just yeah, hope for good luck to him, hopefully, that, he, that everything kind of goes well with that. And just another kind of like, I think I've mentioned it before, but the Beyond Griller, who's like a, I don't know what, he's kind of like media, they're a media company that does a lot of stuff with wrestling, like the promos that he's done with Kid Lycos and Lycos too, and the stuff that he does with Pac or Adrian Neville, as it as he were and was in a former life. The, the promos that he does with him are, are absolutely outstanding. So yeah, if you go on the kind of Instagram or something like that, beyond, look up Beyond Gorilla and lose about an hour of your life watching the awesome promos that he does. Because there's a really good, like, little sneaky one in there with Eddie Kingston and Mad Kurt for Rev Pro Wrestling, which is is also awesome. So yeah, good luck to kid like us and uh, go and check out Beyond Gorilla. Free free plug for Beyond Gorilla, but the the, the it's outstanding promo work and outstanding artistry for wrestling. I think is I think is the thing for me is it's just kind of a next level. Really, I did I did very much enjoy after the the storied history of uh, Lycos's injuries, the fact that they've they've billed him as full metal Lycos on the yeah. uh, advertising. That that kind of brought a smile to the face. I did enjoy that. And, uh, and, and speaking of losing an hour of your life, like we, we gave him a mention at the top as he introduced the show, go on YouTube and look up Danhausen as well. Cause, uh, Love that Danhausen. That Danhausen, yeah, brilliant stuff. Right, anything else, gents? Real good? Right, well, enjoy the weekend to come. Enjoy WWE Elimination Chamber 2021. Hit us up with your uh, predictions and big thanks to Gaz for dropping his to us as well. And... Uh, Give us a mention on, on the old Twitter and uh, the YouTubes and maybe you could be guest predictor next time. Cheers, guys. So there we go. What do you think of that? Did you like the video at the start? Super cool. Big thanks to uh, Stu for sorting that one out. If you're a YouTube subscriber, you're a hero. Don't let anybody tell you differently. And if you're an audio subscriber on SoundCloud or iTunes, yeah, you're a hero too. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, drop us your predictions. Uh, probably best to do it in an email, but I suppose you could do it over Twitter. I mean, Instagram's just making it harder than needed. Facebook? Ah, all the links are over there, so jump over there, check us out. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye!